pursuit of self-protection and the relationship to that particular point and we posited yesterday and the day before that the idea of is not a incidental idea which pops up in the Torah from time to time but rather it's the fundamental underlying principle of everything because what Tchiasamesim does is it exposes within the here and now a completely different dimension of the person Tchiasamesim is not some type of event which will occur at a later stage in history but rather it's a coming to fruition of something which was already in place that which was in place hadn't yet reached its final form until the actual process of Tchiasamesim occurs but the seed had already been sown the process of life is to live life in the now with the connection to the Tchiasamesim part of what life is all about in other words that life can function on two, def- two different levels the first level that life can function on is the simplistic level, the superficial level whereby a person walks upon the soil of this earth seeing nothing beyond the very soil and engaging in life more as an existence satisfying his bodily urges indulging in the pleasures which come his way but never thinking beyond the here and now essentially he falls into the dreadful tragedy of becoming an animal in human form his focus in life is to sustain himself and hence he engages in a pursuit of a career which will keep him busy in order that he can busy himself in the holidays and his entire existence existence is is essentially thrown away to the dust. A person like that who hasn't within his lifetime reached beyond the here and now dies with his death never to rise again. However, a person that sees that beyond the simple appearance of what the physical world presents to us there's a completely different dimension. There's a dimension which stretches beyond space and time and touches on eternity a person that's able to perceive that in a simple conversation with his friend he risks the danger of destruction of the persona of another if he's describing someone else's actions or else he can build the friend in front of him and contribute to his welfare that person realizes that beyond the here and now there's an entirely different dimension there's a dimension which we call the dimension of the eternity of the moment person that can do that so it's not that he lives and he gets rewarded for a deep and rich life at a later stage after the neshama has left the body and then been reunited his day-to-day existence in this world takes on a completely and utterly different dimension this dimension can only come about with the notion of what we call the spiritual side of life and that's maybe what the Gemara means when the Gemara asks in Psachim before that Rava Rami Rava raised a contradiction between two verses Ksiv, it says on the one hand Ani Ames I will cause to die and I will revive Ksiv, Mochatsti Ani erpa. I have hit and I will cure. On this, Rava asks, it makes no sense. 
Hashta Achuye Machye Mark Pelay Kol Shekain. If the Rebbein Shalom says that if we are hurt, we will be healed when our life is damaged by illness he will cure us so the implication is he'll certainly allow us to live and therefore if you understand the verse to mean I will let one person die and I will bring others into the world so that fact could have been deduced from the latter part of the verse rather the verse is referring to the same person the one that I kill will be the same one that I will revive and therefore the two parts of the Pasuk are aligned just like I am the one that heals the sick I am the one in other words sickness is a distortion of the human form and the cure is the final completion death is a distortion revival is the cure another brysser sorry a brysser there was a memra one may make the mistake of thinking that when it says Hashem will cause to die and will cause to live it's referring to two separate people in the way that the world is as it is today because we don't see people coming up from their graves I have stricken and I will heal just like the, 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 the blow and the refuah is in the same person from the latter part of the passage it informs us on the former part this is an answer to those that say there are some of them who are close to us, not present today or yesterday. Ain't chesamaisim in the Torah. This is an answer to those that say there's no chesamaisim mentioned in the Torah. The Torah says, don't worry, there is. Dover acher betchila ma'ash ani meimis ani mechaya v'hada ma'ash mechatzti ani me'erpo. The Gemara gives another pshat and says, initially it says ma'ash ani meimis ani mechaya that it's a reference to what will be in Olam Hatchia. First Hashem will revive the dead and then they will be revived. If a person was sick when he died, he will be revived being sick and then he will be cured of his illness, which is whatever the depth is over there. Yeah, what is that? Whatever the depth is over there, there's a little bit beyond the scope of what we're discussing because that's not the point we want to. Essentially what we're trying to do is what we're trying to do is come into contact what we're trying to do is we're really trying to see where do we begin when we think about Avodah Hashem. What are the first steps of self-development? And the conclusion that we've come to is that if a person doesn't have a cogent connection to the deeper side of self and the deeper side of the world, there's very little to begin with. The beginning point is seeing that there is another dimension and appreciating it. Now the truth is, experientially, we all do have a handle on that dimension. What I mean is as follows. We all experience our life beyond the realm of animalistic existence. Because there's not a single person in the room that hasn't overcome a negative desire to do something good. If a person would be an animal, instinctively based, 
you never pursue the good of others your pursuit of good is completely instinctive and revolves around self-preservation any person that has compromised his own wants and desires for someone else has already seen the neshama shining through his actions what we said is that the neshama is a composite a composite of different as it were spiritual powers which doesn't mean that you can change bochim into rugelach or rugelach into cheesecakes it means that you have a power you have a, a capacity with inside of self that you are not limited by the parameters of the physical meaning the parameters of the physical have a set of cause and effect I am hungry I will eat a person can say I am hungry and I will not eat because there's someone else that needs food the minute the person makes that decision he's transcended physicality physicality has got a cause their laws of cause and effect I am cold I will cover myself what happens if someone else needs the, the jersey so the minute you sacrifice that you do start doing something supernatural physicality also only revolves around what can be perceived with the eye and nothing beyond it which is a getting into a now more complex figure but before we do so let's fetch a Shiloh from the Sapoznik um, so from that when, when you just do that act of giving up that piece of food um, and not knowing that you're having an effect on what is going to come in Tukia and making does it still have an effect? Of course it does, it? because it's amazing is not a reward, it's a reality, it's a description. If you are an eternal being, you will have eternity. If you're a physical being, you'll die. Because I'm, I'm thinking about like for people who don't, like for, for everyone who's never really studied Judaism, who are Jewish, and they have a tap into this, if they have that realm of thinking that there's something bigger than themselves, so I, I, I was almost thinking like it's kind of unfair that this concept exists and not everyone has a shot of knowing about it, but it exists. Like I was just asking if it exists regardless. Seemingly, any person that has a connection to the eternal side of man is eternal. You said seemingly. It could be that there's more. It could be that there's more. Um, it could be that it's 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 more complicated. than simply doing an act because it also d depends on a mind frame <coughs> in which the act is committed right. so, so it could be that uh, that's a good point and something we need to develop but let's not do that right now okay. good any any horrors until this point so, so basically practically speaking what would be adequate is just like a person has a certain level of self-awareness in terms of he becomes aware of what he does and why he does it he also has to start to differentiate between what he does and where it comes from what he does. Where, what, what is driving me to do this? Different things drive us. We have different drivers. Some things we have, let's say for example, that we have a very, in, in, the, in the Loshan of Chachamim, we have a koyach called koyach ha'afar. It's called the dust, the earth inside of us. So that, that, that's a negative strength, a negative, negative pull inside of which makes us tired and lethargic. And it pulls us down until all we want to do is close our eyes. 
<laughs> Breathe deeply and regularly and slip into a deep slumber. <laughs> If we resist the temptation, because even though we feel fatigued, but we realize that there's value to be gained from rising above it, so what we've done is we've risen above what's called Kecha Afa. So when becoming in touch with yourself, which is the next stage of self-development, the first step of self-development is an awareness and a cognizance of the me and the world that exists beyond the surface the depth of self. The next step in self-development is a development of a vocabulary which can describe the different forces at play. When I act in a particular way, where is the source of that particular action coming from? Meaning as follows. You meet a friend and you say, hi, how's it going? in a loud voice. Where is it coming from? It could be coming from two different places. It could be coming from a number of, di- number of different places. I'm just illustrating it. It could be coming from the fact that you don't care about this person, but you care about yourself and you want him to think that you're a cool guy. So therefore, you'll inquire of his well-being, not because you have any interest in his well-being, but because in your mind, that will put you in a certain status in his eyes. So you'll phrase your hello in such a way to get that. Hello, how are you doing? And if you know he values sincerity, so you'll bring about the most sincere voice. And if you know he values care and concern, so then you'll elaborate and you'll say, hello, how are you doing? How is the new pair of shoes you bought recently? It's not manipulation. It's a kerch which stems from what we call covet. I'm seeking honor for myself and therefore in that interaction the manner and phraseology that I use comes from there. Alternatively, the same phrase could come from a very different place. It could be that you look at him and you think, I'm so interested in what's going on in this guy's life. I'm, I want to know. And you know he's bought this new pair of shoes. How are those shoes going? You following me? So you can actually even say the two, two same sentences with, with, with a very subtle difference in the way that you express yourself. And on the one hand, it's coming from a total interest in the other. And on the other hand, it's coming from a total self-absorption. Now, generally speaking, the bad midas direct oneself towards oneself and the good midas free oneself from oneself. The bad midas are very self-egocentric and the good midas are very other-centric. Yes, Lewis? So then it, doesn't it just come down to kavana then? Um, kavana, in other words, intent plays an important role. But intent is something which is most often completely not conscious. Conscious. Okay, so, so in you other words, when you go to yes. meet a person, you don't, you don't walk towards him and say, okay, what I want out of this guy is I want him to think I'm the coolest guy yeah. in the entire world. So you don't walk up to him. You strut up to him. Hey, what's up? And like, it's, it's, it's perfectly, perfectly timed. As opposed to if, if, if I, don't th- I don't think those thoughts, I'm totally unaware of it. I just do. 
So the next level of self-development is creating awareness. It's not changing. It's creating that awareness of why am I doing what I'm doing. So, for example, it happens to us the whole time. In our conversation right now, the body language I'm using, my intonation, the choice of words, are all based on what I want out of this dynamic. Now, what I want out of this dynamic could be a variety of different things, and I will not expose which one is my true intention. <laughs> it could be that what I really want over here is for you to think, wow, that rabbi is so insightful. It's amazing. <laughs> or it could be, <laughs> what I really want out of you is, is this Lewis is in such a mess. This guy needs so much help. I have to, through my wisdom, guide him to the correct path. Or it could be, this idea is so powerful, I'm not really quite sure about it, and you're not really quite sure about it, let's explore it together. Or it could be that none of those are factor, and the whole interaction is based on trying to keep Avishalem awake, who's dro- dozing off. You know when he's dozing off because he stops praying the drums on the, on the table. <laughs> it's a sure sign. If there's no drumming, he's asleep. <laughs> Some people, if you know, some people, the way you gauge their sleep, if, or sorry, if they sleep or dead, is you feel their pulse or listen for breathing. I will show them, it's, he's not tapping, he's... Hi, have. Nice to see you. And then again, we could see what, what, what was that whole interaction. Was that to make other people laugh? Was that to give Musa to Avishalem? And so on, and so on. And then there's, what was that all about? To understand. Yes. But let's say, you know, when you're going to meet the person and... um One word of caution, sorry. When you get involved in this process, there's a very negative drawback that can start to occur to people. It's called paralysis through analysis. A person can... A person can start to overanalyze every situation whereby he stops functioning. Right. Then, and then he starts to question himself and then he starts to question why he's questioning himself and then he starts to question why he's questioning himself or questioning himself and then he starts <laughs> to question himself why he's questioning himself or questioning himself so, so you have to be you have to be you have to be extremely cautious in this process that you don't become a freak There's it's possible it's, it's not only possible it's probable Rabbi Salantu who is the master of the Muslim movement he, he added on to the 613 commandments a 614th and a 615th commandment, which are always important to bear in mind because he added them on because when you're involved in the pursuit of growth, you can go very badly wrong. People who don't want to grow generally land up very normal. They don't want to grow, land up normal. They waste their lives, but they're normal. In other words, because, because, because growth, growth requires change. Change is complex. If you want to be someone different to the person you were yesterday, that's, that's very difficult to pull off well. Yeah. You can go, I've seen them, I was one of them. You can, go very, you can go very off, you can go very off in terms of your own internal emotional equilibrium when you try to change, because you're upsetting all your foundations. So it's a dangerous path. I personally believe the alternative is even more dangerous. But this is dangerous. Not this is dangerous. So you have to. So therefore, Rabbi Yisrael Salanta, realizing this, gave us two help, two assistances. He said, "Remember the 614th and 615th commandments. 614th <laughs> is a negative commandment. It's called don't be stupid. In other words, <laughs> when you're in the pursuit of growth and you realize that it's creating a psychosis, stop. 
Stop. That's not the way to go. And that was that was a negative commandment. Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. And then there's a positive commandment. Be normal. Be normal. When you've got those two things to balance you out, so then you can grow in a healthy way. If you forget about those, and they're very subtle ones, because being normal doesn't mean being the same. It means within the change, like the Sevrav Avraham Grzynski, as I've told you before, he used to change the whole time, but you never heard the knack. There was no crack. <laughs> changing without the crack is the hard thing to do. Changing with the crack, we've seen the crackpots. But changing without the crack and still changing, that's impressive. And that's really what we're trying to do. First step is awareness of self. Awareness of self can become overdone. And then you become so aware of yourself that you become paralyzed and frustrated and nice to see you up again and over analytical. So it's be aware of yourself but don't be stupid and be normal. That's right. Okay, so th- let's just keep with those two um, when you're approaching when you're approaching Lewis, those right. two approaches of you want him you're you're really excited to see him or you're gonna act like you're excited to see him so he Right. Inter- let's just say let, let's just assume that they're both they end up being too pu- the the result is the same. The attention isn't well, again, it depends where you're living. If you're living in the world of the external, the result will be the same. If you're living in the world of the internal, the result will inevitably be different because there's a consequence to that dynamic. So what happens is I go up to Lucy, Hey, yes, Sebra! So, um, doesn't matter. So, so, thank you. So, if the, if the result, if the, if the goal of that was to connect to to, to Lewis, so then the connection could have occurred and when may well have occurred. If the result was for me to bolster myself, you start to make the connection. No, no, there's no connection. There's no connection. There's no me coming into his world and connecting. There's an overlap whereby I say, Thank you, you gave me that covet. I can go. He doesn't come into the picture. He's blotted out of my radar screen. He's just a means to an end. Generally in life, unless a person works on himself, you'll only ever see yourself. It's a little bit like the steak. The steak? Just imagine for a moment. Before lunch. In fact, as we say those words, I could almost hear that mm. Of the snake. Snake? <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Fried snake. No, steak. I can almost hear that of the steak hitting the grill, <laughs> a 500 gram, two inch piece of choice beef <laughs> slapped onto the grill. <laughs> From where we're standing, we can almost smell the aroma. Mmm, little roasted garlic action. <laughs> <laughs> So what happens is, the waiter comes and I'm sitting at my, in my comfortable chair, sipping that amber liquid, just the right amount of foam on top, not too much, not too little, ice cold, and the waiter comes carrying on a metal plate, preheated, of course, the razor sharp steak knife adorning the plate. And he places this magnificent offering in front of me. And I look at it and I see 
the crispy external, <laughs> the slightly pink <laughs> internal. And I slice, I slice into, I slice into this this masterpiece of culinary creativity, and I stab it with my fork and bring it close, closer and closer towards my mouth, and I put it inside, and my taste buds washed, and my taste buds erupt in excitement. It almost melts in my. So now what happens is I eat, I eat, go through this process, and I have bite after bite day until mm, 500 grams later I'm feeling pretty satiated I had the fries on the side and as I mentioned I washed beforehand and then and then the waiter comes and he says you know that fellow over there he ordered you another steak so that's jolly nice of him thank you and he brings me the steak and I'm not as excited as the first one I'm feeling quite full but it's stupid. It's, it's free. It's about You're free. Jewish. Jewish. It's free. I don't ever. So I, I start to start to hack away at the steak, and I manage to finish it. And now I'm feeling bloated and a little bit bordering on queasy. And then the waiter says, "The guy sent you another steak." And I look at the steak, and I literally want to vomit. Now, if you ask me, the steaks were all three steaks are identical. When you put the first steak in front of me and I, you ask me what is that steak i would say that steak is magnificent it's delicious the second steak it's okay the third steak is disgusting and revolting so so when a person perceives life like a steak it means that he never sees what's there the steak is the steak i don't see the steak i see my desires when i'm hungry it's delicious when i'm slightly full it's okay and when i'm stuffed it's disgusting when you see steaks like that, it's problematic. Problematic. We see people like that. For example, if someone I happen to be insecure about my beliefs, not me personally, representing someone else, and someone comes and they accuse me or they present something which I find doesn't doesn't sync with what I want, so then that person's obnoxious. If I had a different perspective and I greet him, the person's so on the ball. What am I seeing? I'm not seeing people. I'm just seeing myself. Wait, when I look you, up at you receiving it, you receiving what someone just told you, or are you the one? I perceive it? everything outside of myself only in relation to my wants and desires. I look at the skies and I don't see what a magnificent thing is the Creator created. I say, "Gosh, I'd better take an umbrella." I don't see beyond the surface of reality because all I see when I look around the world is more and more of myself. In everything I can only locate my desires. When a person says to me, do you know what, I'm going on holiday to Natanya. I say, how come? He says, I've got a holiday flat there. I think, gosh, maybe I could go on there. If he says, is that your, is that your, is that your holiday apartment? Sure. Would you use it every week? Ah. All I see, I don't see him and his other apartment. Every time I get engaged in a discussion, the only thing I want to get out of the discussion is some type of something about myself. So essentially, I can walk through a lifetime without ever creeping out of this miserable little cage that I'm in. So you can be in that miserable, and this is... Uh, and this is thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Hold on. I am, I am. Um, I'm trying to get out of it. That's why I'm, that's why I'm like learning Musa with Lewis. Someone donating a building for all these yeshiva buffers to 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 um, to study in. Yes. And there, the the use of this room is the most holy 
way of using it and fulfilling their purpose in life. I praise you can you. provide that opportunity and do all that, still never be able to have the opportunity to step outside your cage. And Hashem will only see the opportunity. Your intention is wrong. I don't know why Hashem It's not in your intention. It's got nothing to do with the intention. It's what you're doing. If you put on your spiritual spectacles, what's happening? I can give a, I can give a, I can give a donated building for people to learn Torah. Right. And what I'm doing is I'm just using this as a mechanism so people look at the sign of the building and say, "What an amazing guy!" And I don't care if people are learning to or not. It's a fa it's, it's a facilitator for me to feel better about myself. But you're still doing something good. No, I'm doing something terrible. From an external perspective, good is being done. I'm doing something terrible. Even if Torah is going on in the heart. Okay, so now there's a separate question. There's a separate question which is a, a very also complex sugya. The complex sugya is if a person does something with the wrong intentions, what's that effect? But let's for a moment be the most incisive and critical as we can. Mm -hmm. So you could say that what you're doing is you're just using that as a vehicle for self-aggrandizement. So it's not nothing to do with Torah. It's going, how do I make myself higher? So, yeah. so there's many vehicles. I use this as a vehicle. Other people use a vehicle as a vehicle. <laughs> like a brand new Lexus with huge wheels. <laughs> big loud engine. If the engine's big and loud, so am I. Again. It's a problem. It's a problem. Uh, what did you mean by normal before? Uh, like what is it? I, See, I mean, the fact that you're asking that question <laughs> is, is very problematic. <laughs> Define normal. normal. Normal means that when, when you change, make sure that you don't lose touch with yourself. Make sure that the inner voice inside, okay, it's a little bit more complex than I'm making it, but unfortunately, but make sure that the voice inside of you that has a default connection to the experience is not snuffled out. Let me try to illustrate that. The person wants to change and he decides that the area of change he's going to focus on is in the area of Twitter. And therefore he decides that the way he's going to do it is he's going to literally elevate himself by focusing on the overwhelming kindness of Hashem. And while he's doing it and he's shockling, he starts to think about what he's about to have for lunch in the next 20 minutes. Now when that thought comes into his mind, being normal means, gosh, it's amazing where I'm holding that even when I'm focusing on this, I still have these desires. Being out of touch means you almost internally say to yourself, you're not thinking that. How can you think that? There's no way to think that. And suppressing that. So that kind of not being honest with what's already happening creates this um, distortion so of self. you shouldn't push it down? Hey? You should push it down. No, you should not push yeah, it down. No, you should. No, you shouldn't push it down, Yoshua. Sure. We'll have to discuss it and being normal. Yeshua, I was hoping you guys agree.